Welcome everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me today. I pray that as you watch the message that I'm about to share with you that God is going to touch your life in a very special way. We believe that as we bring these lessons to you each and every week that your life is going to change. You're going to get a revelation of who you are in Christ, what you can do in Christ, what belongs to you in Christ, and how to appropriate those spiritual laws and see a major difference in your life. Thank you once again in advance for joining me each and every week. And if you're a new viewer, we welcome you and we thank God for your watching. And I hope to hear from you real soon. You know, uh, we, we preach in meetings all over the world. And I want to encourage you to write to us and find out our schedule because we may be coming to your area and I'd love to have the opportunity to impart to you uh, on a live basis other than just a television set. And, uh, but I believe, praise God, if you'll get that itinerary, you can write to us or log on to our ministry, find out where I'll be and come and be, join us in a meeting in your area. Uh, we're talking about show me your glory. It's a manifestation of God's presence, God's power, and God's goodness. And I'm taking you back into the live service where I was preaching this uh, at Heritage of Faith Christian Center, our church here in Crowley, Texas. And it was a powerful meeting, powerful service, and I believe there was some great revelation that came forth, and I want you to hear it and receive it so that you can position yourself to experience the glory of God, and particularly in the area of financial blessing. So watch now, and I'll be back at the end with some closing remarks. Jesus said, Matthew 9, 29, according to your faith, be it unto you. It's according to your faith. In other words, harvest is dependent upon faith. Now, if you're not exercising any faith on the harvest, you've given up on your harvest, then no wonder we're not experiencing the kind of harvest that the Bible says we're entitled to. Now, once again, Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. If uh, the message translation says, if we don't give up or quit, then the harvest will come. And what have we learned here at this church over the years? Quitting is not an option. Don't your neighbor say, quitting is still not an option. <laughs> so most people don't think that way. The majority usually give up. But you have to ask yourself this question, how important is my harvest to me? How desperate am I for my harvest. Quitting's easy. Anyone can quit, but sticking with it takes discipline. Without discipline, it's not likely that you'll ever experience the kind of harvest that God promises in his word. Another important factor is uh, stay motivated, stay inspired, stay enthusiastic. How do I get that way, Brother Jerry? Well, stay in the word. Stay in church. Stay around people of faith. Yes. Worst thing you can do when you're believing for a harvest and you're not seeing it is get around people who don't believe in the harvest. Yes. Anticipate the harvest. Yes. And just as important, don't listen to people who don't think you're entitled to a harvest. Let God's word be final authority. Can you say amen? amen. I'm not saying that I've reaped a hundredfold on Every seed I've sown, but I have many times. But I, I'm, I'm not even, even going to talk about anymore the hundredfold. I'm just calling it maximum harvest. That's right. That's right. 
How many of you need a maximum harvest? Then that can be whatever you're capable of believing for. Can you say amen? amen? Maximum harvest. All right, now listen to this. Psalm 20, go there with me real quick. Psalm 20, and look at verse 1. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary. Strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all thy offerings. Remember all thy offerings. He remembers all our offerings. He remembers all our offerings. And the last word in that little verse is Selah. Stop and think about this. Stop and meditate on this. I wrote in my Bible years ago when I read that scripture, God never forgets a seed sown. God never forgets a seed sown. Now, if you look in Acts chapter 10, verses 1 through 4, you'll find a man by the name of Cornelius. And it says from the Amplified Bible, your prayers and gifts of charity have ascended as a memorial offering before God. Notice your prayers, not, not only his prayers, but his gifts, his seed, his offerings. They came up as a memorial offering before God. And here the word memorial literally means a preserved memory in the mind of God. Hallelujah. A preserved memory in the mind of God. That means you can never sow a seed that God will ever forget. Hallelujah. Now, if God's not going to forget your seeds, why would you? I, I produced a, a journal several years ago, a seed time and harvest journal, where people could record the seeds that they've sown. And then when the harvest came in, document it. Just as a point of contact, you know, keep the vision before you. So God never forgets a seed sown. Every offering is preserved in memory in the mind of God. And since he's the one who established the law of seed time and harvest, then why can't we expect to receive a harvest off of every seed we sow? Can you say amen? amen. All right, finally go to James chapter five. Before we read James, Exodus 33, verse 18, which we have made as our theme, Lord, show me your glory. 2 Kings 19, 19. Now, therefore, O Lord, our Lord, I beseech thee. Notice the same words used here in 2 Kings that Moses used in Exodus 33. I beseech thee. Now, therefore, O Lord, our God, I beseech thee. <clears throat> Save now thou us out of his hand that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. The Assyrian army, what this is referring to, the Assyrian army uh, is endeavoring to overtake the inhabitants of Jerusalem and they've already left them in great distress. But now out of desperation and urgency, 
He's praying to see the glory of God come on the scene. Hezekiah calls on God and notice how he too uses the words, I beseech thee. In Nehemiah 1, verses 5 and 6, and said, I beseech thee, O Lord, God of heaven, let thine ear now be uh, attentive and thine eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant. So Nehemiah has received a report of how they, uh, that many of God's people are still in captivity and they were experiencing great affliction and how Jerusalem's walls were broken down and its gates were on fire. And out of his desperation and urgency, he calls on God and uses the same words, I beseech thee. And then in Psalm 118, verse 25, David says, Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. So what I'm seeing is this. Prosperity, harvest on seed sown, is just as much a manifestation of the glory of God as His presence, His power, and His goodness. I beseech thee. Once again, it, it denotes desperation and urgency, a sense of urgency. How many of you have a sense of urgency where your harvest is concerned? I need my harvest. I said, I need my harvest. <laughs> Amen. I sowed it in faith. I sowed it in joy. I sowed it counting it a great honor that I had the ability and the privilege to do so. This is the way I live. This is the way Carolyn lives. It's the way this ministry operates. Amen. Amen. So I believe I have every right to say, just like David said, Lord, oh Lord, <laughs> I beseech thee. Yes. And David said it twice. I beseech thee, oh Lord, <laughs> send now prosperity. Amen. How many of you, that could be your prayer today. Lord, Amen. say it with me. Lord, Lord. Oh, Lord. oh Lord, I beseech thee. I beseech Lord, Lord, I beseech thee. Send now prosperity. Say, I need to see my harvest. Hallelujah. Now, the word beseech, once again, shows desperation and urgency. It's an appeal to God, listen to this, for justice to be served. Just like he promised in his word. Psalm 31, 23 says, for the Lord preserveth the faithful. That's a promise. If you've been a faithful sower, then you have this promise. God will preserve you. He's not going to let you go under. That's right. Psalm 16, 1, David said, preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. And then Psalm 32, 7 says, thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Notice this is God's promise to faithful people. They will be preserved. And preserve here means to keep, 
to save, to defend, to uphold, to sustain, and to keep in a sound state. Hallelujah. In other words, God will show them his glory. Now, David was a sower. So he had every right to believe for prosperity. He had every right to believe for harvest on the seeds that he sowed. Listen to 1 Chronicles 29.3. Moreover, David speaking, because I have set my affection to the house of my God, I have of my own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house. Now listen to the message translation. Furthermore, because my heart is in this, in addition to and above what I have gathered, I'm turning over my personal fortune of gold and silver for making this place of worship for my God. And the message translations indicates that the amount of gold and silver he gave was this, 113 tons of gold and 214 tons of silver. The boy was a giver. Amen. A sower. And then he says to the people, and now how about you? Who among you is ready and willing to join in this giving? And then they responded, the people responded by giving 188 tons of gold, 377 tons of silver, 679 tons of bronze, and 3,775 tons of iron. Wouldn't you like to pastor that church? (laughs) And when they had finished giving, David says in his closing prayer, blessed are you, God of Israel, our father, to you belongs greatness and might and glory and splendor, riches and glory come from you. Riches and glory come from you. Amen. He's the author of it. Don't get mad at me. I'm just reading the Bible. All right, now let's go to James real quick. James chapter 5. Don't allow Satan to steal your harvest. James chapter 5. James is referring to wicked people here. people that don't have a heart for God. In verse one, he says, go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered and the rust of them shall be a witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped treasure together for the last days. Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth. Now who's crying here? Notice the higher, the higher. In other words, what rightfully belonged to these people that were working this man's fields are crying out for the people that it rightfully belongs to. Are you hearing this? It said the higher of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud. Now, fraud implies deception, 
deceitfulness, deliberate trickery, so as to keep something from someone that rightfully belongs to them. Doesn't that sound like the devil? (laughs) And then it says, behold, uh, I'm sorry, verse five. Oh, let's back up to verse four. I'm not through. (laughs) Kept back by fraud, crieth, and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Saboath. That's not Sabbath, it's Saboath. And that word Saboath means host, the Lord of hosts. It's a reference to angels. And notice two cries are taking place. Number one, it's the, the, the wages that rightfully belong to the people that worked his fields. And then the second cry is coming from the people who worked the fields in whom it rightfully belonged. Amen. So two cries are taking place. Look at your neighbor and say, two cries. Look at it this way. The harvest that belongs to you and belongs to me is crying out for its rightful owner. Your harvest is crying. Now, the word crying here does not mean sadness, sorrow. It is a loud utterance in protest or opposition demanding immediate action. Hallelujah. I love that. Praise God. Your harvest is crying. Everybody put your hand over an ear like this. Act like you're listening. Look at your neighbor and say, you hear that? Say, that's my harvest. That's my harvest crying. Crying out for me. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, there, there have been some times when, when, when uh, I've landed at an airport and I'd, I'd see on the field uh, the type airplane that I was believing for. And sometimes I'd walk up to the window as close as I could get to that airplane and I'd say, are you my harvest? <laughs> are you waiting? Have you been looking for me? <laughs> Amen. So get this. Your harvest is crying out for you right now. While you're sitting right here in this building, your harvest is crying out for you. Now there's only one thing missing. Most people that it belongs to are not crying out for it. It's harvest time. Harvest time. Harvest time. Harvest time. Harvest time is really harder than sowing time. More work. But they do it with a smile on their face. I don't ever remember my grandpa saying, son, we got to go to the field. It's time to harvest all that stuff again. Son, get up. Boy, it's harvest time. And he did it with a smile on his face. So my point is this. Are we crying out for our harvest? Our harvest is crying out for us. There needs to be a divine appointment where you and your harvest come together. Are you receiving this today? And be aggressive about it. 
That means sometime while everybody else is sleeping, you're standing up in the bedroom floor speaking to your harvest and commanding the devil, the one who is holding it back, to take his hands off your harvest. God's not holding it back. He's the Lord of Sabaoth. He's the Lord of hosts. I believe personally, and I don't have time to teach on it. I'd love to teach a whole session on it. There are harvesting angels. That's their assignment. So loose the angels, hallelujah. Angels, go help gather up my harvest, praise God. In the name of Jesus, harvest, come into my life. I'm crying out for you, harvest. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 11, that the, that the violent take it by force. Amen. You can't be mamby-pamby with this because the devil will just laugh at you and keep holding back by fraud your harvest. So let's get serious. We need our harvest. Anybody need your harvest? Hallelujah. Stand to your feet right now and let's pray. Hallelujah. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive your word today. And I know that I know that it pertains to me because I'm a sower. And if I'm a sower, then I should be a reaper. I've got seed in the ground. It's in good ground. And you promised a harvest. And I've discovered in, my, in the word today that my harvest is crying out for me. And what I need to do is cry out for it and be consistent about it and don't give up and don't quit and don't become weary. Keep doing it until it comes. I beseech thee, Lord. Send now prosperity. Show me my harvest. Show me your glory. I receive it in the name of Jesus. And give the Lord your best shout. Hallelujah. What would it be like if the glory of God was manifested in your life? Scripture gives us many examples of God's glory being revealed and changing impossible situations. Sadly, many Christians today are unaware of this miraculous power. In his new eye-opening resource, Show Me Your Glory, Jerry Savelle reveals the biblical principles to experiencing the manifested glory of God in your life. This is your opportunity. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this life-changing package, including the all-inclusive book and six-CD teaching, Show Me Your Glory. In this prophetic teaching, you'll discover the three characteristics of the glory, the prerequisites for experiencing the glory, and how the glory will cause you to walk in victory and triumph. Don't delay. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and order your copy of this special resource today. Did you enjoy the message today? I pray that you did, and I pray, praise God, that not only you heard it, but I believe you received it. And if you received it, then I want to encourage you to act upon it. You know, you're entitled to a harvest on every seed that you sow. God 
never forgets a seed sown. And I want to encourage you to believe God for that harvest. Uh, don't give up on it because God is wanting to bless you financially so that you not only have your needs met, but you have more than enough to get involved in the needs of others, have more than enough to get involved in the needs of your church and help missions all over the world. God wants you to have an abundant harvest. So begin to learn to say, Lord, show me your glory and show me my harvest. Praise God. You know, uh, there's a scripture in Psalm 65, verse 11. It's from the Psalmist David. And this is what I'm praying for each and every one of you. This is what I pray over my partners all the time. Psalm 65:11. He says, "Thou crownest the year with thy goodness, and thy paths drop fatness." He said, "You crown the year with your goodness." That's a manifestation of the glory of God. And the word "crown" there means my year will culminate in uh, prosperity in goodness. That word fatness, uh, your, your paths drop fatness. In the little Hebrew, it means prosperity and abundance. That's the kind of year God wants you to have. So, I'm praying that for you right now, that God will crown your year with His goodness, and His paths will drop prosperity and abundance in your life every day, praise God. So, once again, not only your needs are met, but you can get involved in the needs of others and help uh, promote the gospel all over the world. I want to encourage you to place your order for our special offer this week. This will be the last time uh, in this series that we'll be offering this. Maybe we'll offer it again later on in the year. But my brand new book, Show Me Your Glory, it contains all the teaching that you've been hearing on these broadcasts, and then also six CDs on the same subject where I had the opportunity to preach this in six services in one church. And I'm telling you, the revelation that you'll gain from this is absolutely amazing. So, log on to our website, find out how to place your order or call the number that's on the screen, but get these resources into your home as quickly as you possibly can. I know you'll enjoy them. There's some testimonies that I want to share with you before we leave the air. Here's one from Pamela. Dear Brother Jerry, in April, my husband and I sowed a $1,000 seed into you and your wife for favor in the sale of our home. On the day we received your thank you letter, we got an offer. We are currently under contract and are scheduled to close. And this was back in June, uh, or, uh, I'm sorry, July of 29th, 29th, and said, we sold for more than we expected. We are also purchasing our home in the neighborhood where we wanted to live, and we started out uh, as a young couple, and we just wanted to say thank you and praise God for the harvest. Praise God. So, here's someone that's doing exactly what we were teaching on the broadcast today. They learned how to call in their harvest, and you can do the same thing. Your harvest is crying out for you, so you start crying out for your harvest. Here's one from Dean and Helen. We've been watching you on YouTube, and your teaching is helping us receive our harvest. One from Douglas. A week ago, uh, your message greatly inspired me. I've been a born-again believer for about 30 years, but recently I've been distracted uh, as a result of a new business I had started. But I've just finished reading one of your books for the third time, and even though it was intended for ministers, it has really blessed me, and I just wanted you to know that I've made a new decision to walk with Christ. Douglas, we appreciate you sharing that with us, and we rejoice in the great thing that is happening in your life. And I just want to say to you, Douglas, 
your best is the best days of your life are just ahead of you, not behind you. Thank you once again for watching this broadcast. Join us again next week. We're going to begin a brand new series. Don't miss it. And until then, Jerry Savelle reminding you that your faith will overcome the world.